kingdom of the planet of the apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up? What is up? What is up? We back. It's Earwolf Presents. It's a new month, which means we got a new show for your asses. I'm your boy, Jackie's Neal, the host, the voice, the curator. And I got some dope stuff for y'all this month. And when I tell you it's dope, you know it's dope. Oscar Montoya and Mano Agapian are on a journey to try the most heteronormative things that weird them out on a show called The Try Gaze. Now, these fellas aren't being reductive. Nah. Now, I know these two dudes. They are truly some of the least reductive people I know. And I want you to join them over the next four weeks as they do their best to try straight things and talk to the straightest comedians, the straightest ones. I want you to go outside, look up to the skies and say, God, is that you? And it's going to be straighter than God. That's right. Straighter than the original straight white man. They're talking to people like John Gabris, Paul F. Tompkins, the homie Nicole Byer about their straightest straight passions. Now, to be clear, this isn't a podcast about mocking straight culture. It's simply our gateway to better understanding the freaky, unnatural lifestyles of the straight folks. Simply put, it's queer ear for the straight peer. I'm excited for this. I know you guys are going to love it. Mano and Oscar are truly two of the funniest people that I know, I wouldn't bring y'all to whack shit. You, you, you know I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring y'all to whackness. I'm bringing y'all the good good. I'm bringing y'all the try gaze. And let's check it out. Sister. Hey, uh, no, no, no. What? Not here. Not in oh, this podcast. Not yet. Hello, brother. <laughs> Sup, bro? How are you? What's good? Dude, I'm <laughs> smashing pink all over town. The artist? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call vagina. Oh, oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. You didn't get the memo? You didn't get the memo? Is that what people call Isn't that vulgar? Pink? Pink. Oof. Isn't that worse than... I'm sorry, Mark, we're starting filthy. That's worse than... 
gash. That's worse than cunt. I don't know if that's worse than gash. Can we bleep that? That feels that, <laughs> that's coming in way too hot. I don't like that word. I don't like it either. Uh, uh, no, well, no, no, I don't no. know. But pink, I don't like. Also, is pink even correct? I not all. It's vaginas not all pink. are pink. All vaginas I, are pink. I think they have pink parts. <laughs> I think, okay, I'm making a crazy statement. I think every vagina has a little bit of pink somewhere. He's starting already. I don't know. You know, listen, everybody, this is our attempt at being straight because this podcast is about two raging homosexuals. Raging. Trying to understand the heterosexual lifestyle. Demonstrable, hmm? disgusting. Oh, that's who we are. That's who we are. Yes, we're just so yes. gay, and we're trying to understand this hetero lifestyle. We're not making fun. No, no. we would never. No, no, no. No, no. That's we respect. Us. We are allies. We are straight, we are straight allies. allies. We are straight allies. Mm-hmm. And this is a journey to better understand the hetero world. We missed out on completely. Absolutely. Somehow. You know, in a way, we are like gay anthropologists uh-huh. understanding the I love decaying that. culture of heterosexuality. Socio-heterologists. Ooh. I like that. Trademark it. Trademarked. Yeah, we're trying to understand it. We missed it. And like we've said in the past, we know like at least 10 decent straight people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, around there, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. maybe closer to eight. But maybe, like, yeah, closer to, yeah. We're we gonna round up. We round them. up here. We round up. Yes. But you know, I'm looking around. You know what? I do have a lot to say. But first, why don't you come on down, get a cup of tea, and Ooh. step into our safe, safe space. space. I want to talk about, like, the scene. The scene. Uh, with a capital S. Okay? Ooh. So, you know that I'm dating. I'm, like, you know, yes. single, ready yes. to mingle, and I'm on the apps. And I'm out. Yeah, you're out of the closet. Yeah, you are gay. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say that. <laughs> I'm gay! <laughs> feels so good. No, okay, you're on the scene. Talk to me about the scene. So there's a lot of profiles that I've been reading, because I also haven't been on for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. I just like haven't dated. I sure. didn't want to date for a long time. I think I'm ready now. And first of all, it sucks. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, on a lot of the profiles, there's like people who write down non-scene gay. Uh-huh. Not into the scene. Yes. Not participating in the scene, but likes to party. Like, yeah. what does that what is the mean? Scene? What is the scene? Should we try to like define it and lose parameters what the scene is? Well, I'm quite baffled by that, right? Like, I don't know what the scene means. Okay, I would take a stab at what I think the scene means. I think the scene, number one, means venues that require you to be shirtless. Or <laughs> venues where being shirtless is encouraged. That's a scene. Okay, what? Venues that have shirtless homosexuals. That's part of the scene. Okay, so scene means like... <laughs> In fact, I'm putting someone on blast right now. Ooh. But yesterday I was picketing as WGA strike. Mm-hmm. And I made the mistake of offering one a slice of pizza. And the look on this diva's face when I offered her a slice of pizza was one of disgust, abhorration. <laughs> it was horatious. What does Monique call it? Slatacious. <laughs> it was slatacious. And I said, oh, right, you're part of the scene. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I will say that to her face. She's part of the scene. She's part of the scene. And she looks gorgeous. That's the life she's living. Mm, mm-hmm. That's the life she's living. That's not the life I'm living. Sure. 
thank you for contextualizing it for me. Yeah, it's someone who is like very much gay as lifestyle in the sense of like I go to the parties, I go to the West Hollywood yes. parties. I see, I see. I okay. participate in the vanity culture. I think some people participate Ooh, in the vanity culture. Speak on vanity culture. I've never heard that word before. That's, yeah. that's a cute word. Vanity culture of our queer gays. You know, people who have said, you know what? Yes, I am going to live a life. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to live a life. This is hard to say, right? Because I can't, I'm trying to not uh, sound ignorant and I'm trying not to sound like exclusionary, but it would, Mm. it's no secret that there is a body type that has been, if nothing else, heralded as ideal in the homosexual male community. No lies detected. And that is one of extreme muscle and very lean body fat. Right. And if you don't challenge that, body image, mm-hmm. I think you're part of the scene. Right. It's like not only do you aspire to be that, you buy into it. Vanity culture, I think that's so interesting because you don't have a choice about being queer, mm-hmm. but you do have a choice about the culture of queerness. Yes, 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 yes. But I, the good news is I think the scene is dying. Do you think so? Or changing. I guess the non-scene is growing. Maybe that's it. The scene will always be the scene. There's Mm -hmm. always going to be the shirtless gays who like to party party dance. Mm -hmm. But I think the non-scene actually has a chance to grow with, lack of a better word, online gays, dork gays. Okay. Dork side D&D gays. (laughs) I think there's a lot of queer people who are hungry for non-scene experience. You said hung. And that scene. You are part of the scene. You said hung. You are seen. You said hung. I said hungry. <laughs> no, you said hung. You heard hung. Pause, pause, pause. Because you're Green. part of the scene. You said hung, dot, dot, dot. Green. What else do you think is part of the scene? You know, it's interesting now that you say that about like the people on the apps that say non-scene-y, mm-hmm. which is like, okay, those people don't aspire to be part of that. I mean, I drugs, guess I'm, right? I guess I'm not scene Yeah, I guess the drug culture, that's a big part of, I guess, nightlife culture, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And drugs so, is a part of the nightlife culture. So there's some crossover in nightlife and scene. Yes. I think so. I think, I think so. that's what people mean. It's like, I don't party. Is the sexual culture part of the scene? Ooh, good question. You know, because look, we have really good friends in like Big Dipper and Meatball who are very vocally, like they're really tapped into the sex culture of queerness. Yes. Like cruising, dark rooms, mm-hmm. rooms in the back of clubs where anonymous sex acts are happening. Mm-mm-mm. Is that part of the scene or is that part of a... Subculture. <sighs> Subculture? Yeah. Is the sex part of nightlife culture? Yeah. And to tie in to Safe Space and the purpose of this podcast, how does that compare with the scene yeah, yeah, trademarked yeah. in straight culture? Right. Like, if I were on the straight dating apps, would there be someone who's like, I'm not in the scene, I'm a straight, not in the scene? Like, what does that mean, right? That's a good point. I mean, I think the closest thing to the scene in straight culture is Christianity. <laughs> like, Christianity is the scene. Like, bachelor culture is the scene. Yeah, 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 Because yeah. that's what you're buying in. You're saying, this is what straight couples should be because mm-hmm. it's been put on the highest pedestal. I see. I think. I see. But I got to talk more about the sex culture mm-hmm. thing because, like, is sex culture part of the scene because it, like, objectifies us? Or is it anti-scene because it says... Whatever your body is, bring it and enjoy. Well, it is like what kind of bodies are accepted in these spaces. That's a right. big thing, right? Like, yes, you could be part of the sex culture, the sex scene. But if it's very much like this is a sex party, 
that is looking for this specific type of body, yeah. then that is part of the scene, I think, right? But then there's other sex parties, I mean, especially when we talk about Big Dipper and Meatball, who are like, to me, seem an inclusive sort yes. of body positive sex scenes, then is that still part of the scene? I don't have an answer. I don't know. I don't know either. And Especially because we talked about the scene being this sort of like very homogenous, very sort of like you have to be quote unquote hot. It's all about aesthetics. Then we're seeing the breakdown of it of like, is the sex culture the sort of protest to the scene? That's a great question. And maybe it's not the sex culture, it's the body positivity culture that is protesting the scene. Yes. It seems like the queer people are looking for ways to live vicariously through the scene we've been excluded from. That's also very interesting because it's like growing up, you know, for me as like someone who was like queer, realized I was queer in my teenage years and having sex and sexuality be a big part of that identity, obviously, mm-hmm. and growing up at a very toxic time mm-hmm. of seeing like gay people look exactly like this, yes, and you don't look like this, so oh you are God. not gay, right? Yes. Like that's just I yes. grew up being yes. like I don't know anyone who's like me, yes. so or looks like me, right, or is being idolized as like a gay person. I learned like that me. my torso makes me less valid as a gay man. Absolutely, you hold less currency that way. Yes, right? my torso mm-hmm. is not good enough to be a gay man. Right, right, because right. there's one torso that we all were told this. This is the torso, bitch. Right. Get it or get out. Right. <laughs> and on Grinder, some people have a lot of currency with just their torso pictures. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. We can't rely on the torso pics. We have we no need, torso cachet. We need a whole fun little, you know, We have no bio. torso got- cachet. Oscar! I think what I'm learning, though, is that, okay, we have different... Okay, that's the bad voice talking. I got I got I got to get the bad voice out of here because more and more I'm looking at my body and going, "Yeah, bitch." Yeah. Yeah, bitch. Like, yeah, you're juicy. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's not a bad. And not only that, we're celebrated with yeah, yeah, our yeah. juiciness, you know? And that's the biggest misconception I've like grown up watching. Right? It's like cuz again, part of the scene, like if you're not part of the scene, you are not seen as part of the queer culture, right? Yes. So, To me, honestly, the social media has broken so much of my preconceived notions, Mm. especially the self. Like, I'll take a selfie on Instagram and I'll have people DM me being like, oh, you're attractive or whatever. And like, to me, that is the most shocking thing I've ever heard because I don't look like the sort of mold of what I've grown up to be as attractive. Yeah. But media didn't tell me that. Of course Media told me that I was a disgusting little troll. And I believed that for a long, 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 long time. Me too. So it's the unlearning part for me, right? The unlearning of just like, oh, no, we have cachet. We do. We We have cachet. And also, we have something sexy that a body can't hold. I'm trying to get onto that Personality? (laughs) Talent? Sympathy? No. (laughs) But really, though, I'm like more and more being like... What a gift that maybe, Mm. maybe my body is the least sexy part of me. Maybe. (gasps) Maybe. Slow down. Huh? (laughs) And is that the biggest gift of all? Truly. Like, how sad that some people only have their body to be sexy. Well, I mean, we've seen it time and time again. You have people who had a lot of torso cachet. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, with age, Mm -hmm. their torso has let, you know, plummets down in the stock market, you know? Same, yeah. So then it's like, what are they left with? Yeah. 
because they didn't have time to develop all the other skills. We've all talked to those, the empty hot people. Mm-hmm. Here's, I have another question for you. Yeah. Are you ready to be a bear? <laughs> Excuse me? Are we ready to accept our fate as bears? You think that's what we are? What else are we, bitch? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, that's another toxic part of my gay brain. It's like trying to outrun my bareness, if that mm. makes any sense. But then again, do I want to identify as a bear? I don't know. Mm. I don't know if I need the label. But however, is the label good? Because there's a community of men who are maybe hairier, who are maybe thicker, who are there to be a support system that I'm denying because I'm projecting how um, hard it is for my 1990s brain to mm feel safe being like I'm a bear (laughs) you know what I mean yeah I think like this could be another coming out moment for you right now coming out as not only gay but a bear but why am I fighting it okay I'll tell you why I am fighting it well first of all I've had a couple of bears tell me that I'm not a bear right (laughs) which is like okay gatekeeping um (sighs) because I'm too quote-unquote sweet uh-huh. Which I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, like, what is that? Like, what does that, is that mean? cub? Is that what cubs are? I don't know what that is. I don't know. I think cub just means younger, maybe. I don't know. But how um, can we be 40-year-old cubs? Oh, who's 40 years old? <laughs> Jeez, what Who said heck? that? <laughs> who said that? <laughs> but I also think, in a way, bears are the scene now. Right, right. This dad, this like dad bod thing, which is incredible. It's great. I love it. I love a dad bod. But like, I think that's like sort of replaced the Abercrombie and Fitch aesthetic. Yeah. And it's become gatekeepy in a way. Like, yeah. I've had people be like, no, you are not this. Even though I'm like, well, I think I meet the criteria. And they're like, no, not quite. No, no, nope. You're not part of our community. It feels similar to that. So are bears also the scene? Yes, I think so. Oh, I think they're no. just, I think they can be just as toxic. I wonder if we're like, hopefully we're evolving past label culture. But gays love a label. Yeah. They love, la- especially with animals. You're a wolf, <laughs> an otter, a cub, pup. a pup. Like, you know how I feel about what? pups. <laughs> I'm sorry. Speak on that for a second. No, I don't. I don't want. I don't culture? want the pup community to come for me. I don't want them barking at my door, pissing on my leg, putting me in their doghouse, or as they call it, a house. It's just not for me. I'm a prude. I'm boring. My sex is boring. <laughs> Watch you be the ultimate pup. I know, yeah. You're like fully. And maybe I'm fighting that. You are fighting. You just need a collar. Honestly. That's it. You need a collar and a muzzle, and then you're you're like, okay, I found my tribe. Maybe the lady doth protest too much. Okay, I'm done. I'm out of the safe space. Oh, I need yeah. to get out of here. We kicked ourselves out. Yeah, we're kicking ourselves out. Well, honestly, kiki and comment because we need to figure out what the scene is. We didn't figure it out. We couldn't figure it out. I'm struggling with that, right? Yeah. Like, I'm looking at profiles, and it's nice that I haven't read a profile that says, into the scene, only into the scene. Like, right. not being into the scene is a selling point, I think. Because people in the scene don't want to think they're in the scene. It's like the Matrix. But that's the part, right? Like, yeah. I look at pictures, I'm like, it seems like you're in the scene, but you say that you're non scene it. Well, like, no one in the in Matrix the is like, I'm in the Matrix. Right. Hi. Right. Like, no one, that's not how the Matrix works. Right. This is wild. It's hard. 
Well, as we talk about the Matrix and the GOP, things are getting straighter, it seems. Uh-oh. So it might be time for us to transition into our next segment. Okay, let's do it. Let's put on our costumes and let's get into straight drag. <laughs> rawr, 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 rawr. That's a bear. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I am a bear. <laughs> Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Wow! What a treat. We're here with one of the eight straight people we like. <laughs> Where do I rank? You're high, You're, high. You're very Boy, high. I hope so. You're, You're very high. high. You're, You're very good. High. I mean, if, look, this this was, if this was an elimination-based reality TV show, you'd yeah. be in the finals. Let me, know, let me know one person that I have to beat. Okay. Maybe Gabrus. It's between you and Gabrus. All right. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say- Different th- strengths. Different strengths. Different kind of straight. Yeah, different kind of straight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, we need to introduce you because this person is a comedian, podcaster, writer, actor, mm-hmm. uh, just a general genius. And Absolutely. one of the best humans Earth has to offer. Period. Paula Tompkins. Hi. 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 Oh Hi, bitch. Hi, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Say it, say it, Paul. Call us a bitch. Hi, bitch. Okay. Yeah, I buy it. No flinching there. I buy it. Okay. Paul, how you doing? I'm good. I'm so happy to be here with you fellows. Aww. Oh, we're so glad Always to have you. Always a good you. time. Separately and together? Are you I kidding me? It, it was almost a Mrs. Doubtfire situation, right? Where we're like, we were never in the same place hanging out with you at the same time, right? <laughs> who's Robin Williams and who's Mrs. Doubtfire? Uh, well, this is the eternal question. <laughs> This is one of those quizzes you have to take. I think I'm Robin Williams. Ah! (laughs) Hello! Oscar. Come on. Hello! Oscar's character work is better, so you have to be Mrs. Doubtfire, you know? You know who I am? I'm like uh, Barbara Streisand where they do the montage. Oh, yes. The Mm -hmm. matchmaker, matchmaker Mm -hmm, moment. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's who I am. Remember that? Matchmaker, matchmaker moment. From which movie? In in Doubtfire. Doubtfire. I've never seen it. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've never seen it. No, no, you're kidding. This is an attack. I've never seen Mrs. Duffy. No, you're kidding. Here's what I know about This is an attack. No, 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 wait, 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 you're kidding. Here's what I've seen. I've seen... maybe the opening minute of Mrs. Doubtfire where Robin Williams is in the recording studio. Because you're that much of a voiceover artist, that's the only part you could watch? (laughs) Oh, it's interesting. It's It's the only part I can relate to. And I don't know why I even saw that, but here's... I can tell you the things that I know about Mrs. Doubtfire. Drive-by fruiting. Why haven't you seen Hello. it? Hello. Yes. <laughs> We're going to watch this match. I am the whole time, the whole time, I'm, the whole time. Do you see me? I'm I, clutching I, I, my pearls. I am absolutely gagged. 
Like you're a comedian. No interest. No interest. I'm, no interest in I'm a good deal older. You're a comedian. You're a comedian. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm a good deal older than you guys. So by the time that movie came out, I was already like a full grown adult, and I was like, I'm not gonna see Mrs. Doubtfire. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's no Mrs. curiosity there. No curiosity. No. Okay. What? When you so tell wild. other people this, <laughs> what I do they say? I saw the trailer, and I'm like, got it. <laughs> wait, wait. But when you tell other people this, like, what do they say? Oh, the same thing. Yeah. So okay, we're gonna watch the matchmaker scene. I know her tits catch context. on fire. She sticks her face in a pot. <laughs> yeah, no context. So, so Robin, what, what you should know is that Robin Williams' brother is yes. a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Okay, played by Harvey Firestein, of course. Legend. And they're very gay, and they're like, "I need your help because I, I can't believe I'm explaining the plot of Mrs. Doubtfire in the year 2023." I know what the plot is. Yes, so I need to pass as a nanny. Yeah, very creepy. That's plot, it. By the way. It's you're kind of right. Yeah, disturbing. no, you're right. It's weird. It's very strange, but I can't believe you've it ever watched it. It is transphobic at times. Okay, yeah, I can't become a better it. human being, so uh, I'll do this weird deceit yes. to the people that I love most in the world. Okay, here we go. Let's watch Progress. this. You're my brother, I will never let you be embarrassed. God bless you. I think we're going to have to do the entire face. But look at this nice thing, though. Oh, here we go. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find. Catch me a catch. And here we go. We're getting Barbara. This is it. This is it. Don't tell me not to live. Just sit and putter. Life candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. So what did you think? Do you want to watch the rest of the movie now? Did you like it? Movie night? Movie Do you want to watch it? Do you want to watch it? Let me it? think about it. Let me think about it. So that's a no. Let's do some Patreon content. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna talk it over with my wife and my pastor. <laughs> Who's Janie think? Is Janie I don't know if she must have watched She must have seen it. I'm sure she's seen it. Yeah, I, yeah. Everyone's seen it. <laughs> not not This is all. really blowing my mind. This is blowing my mind. But this is not why we're here today. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> This is it could be. It could be. We could stop, hold the presses, and watch Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we did invite you here because we wanted some education. Yes. Because mm-hmm. um, as you know, we're not here to mock straight culture. We're here to learn, learn. from it. Right. right. Yes, yes, sure. yes. And there's lots of elements in straight culture that we simply do not understand, but we have heard about. And we'd like to talk to you, since you're an expert on this specific subject, mm-hmm. have you heard about baseball? <laughs> Yeah, is that what you want to talk to us about? That is what I would like to talk to you about. Okay. Okay. Mana, what are the things that you know about baseball? Yeah, okay. here we go. Okay, I know there's nine innings. That's right. Okay, wow. Usually. Usually, Usually. yes. Yeah. I know at there's- At least nine innings. At least. There's the, the yeah. diamond thing. There's the diamond with the four base. Well, three bases and the home thing. That's right. That's a base. Pitcher's mound. That's right. Outfield. That's right. Angels. <laughs> In Sometimes. The... <laughs> <laughs> home run. Right. There's two ways to do a home run. Strike out. Mm-hmm. Striking out. Yeah, three strikes and you're out. We all know that. I didn't know that. And then there's the side thing. Um, You've never heard three strikes and you're out? I've heard strike out. Strike out. Okay. I am surprised Oscar's never heard three strikes and You've heard out. like third strike. Yeah. No, heard, where, do, where have you, I heard pe- that? No, people have put that into popular culture. Yes, certainly. well, like it just means Give you're me in trouble. literally <laughs> one. Huh? What? Trouble? You get three strikes and you're out. So when people are mad at you, what they might say in a non-baseball context- Right. That's your third strike. Right. Like you've misbehaved a couple times. Yeah. I was always a good student. No, you weren't. <laughs> I, I know can't f- for a true. fact you plagiarized a poem. <laughs> but I never got caught. <laughs> I know for a fact you read a teacher to her face. 
I can guarantee that. Okay, I know that. Do you know anything else about baseball? Um, they have nice butts. Yeah, they do have nice butts. You know what? That goes in and out of fashion in baseball, but right now is in a great time out of for, for, butts. Base- baseball for butts. baseball butts. Yeah, <laughs> really. Well, there was a time in the '90s where there were a lot of slovenly kind of baseball players, and it was beyond dad bod. It was sort of like, <laughs> mm-hmm. do these guys count as athletes? Right, because yeah. there's less movement than a lot of sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Certainly less than soccer, basketball, yes. football. Yes. Oh. Because some some people don't even run. If you're a pitcher, you don't run, right? Uh, a lot of pitchers do not hit. Yes, they will have a designated hitter uh, right. hit for the pitcher. Right. So people who pitch are different from people who swing a bat. What are those people called? Well, they're players, but if you're in the batter's box, you are the batter. If you're holding the bat batter. and you're trying to swing at a ball, then you are a batter. Yes. Okay. And, and there's two ways to do home runs, right? There's like home run that's just like, oh my God, the ball went so far, everyone gets to clean house. Everyone gets to walk. Everyone gets to sashay. Paul, tell him that's not a term. Clean house. Clean house is not a term in baseball. <laughs> but it is a term. But everyone gets to strut. If if, if the ball goes strut. far enough, all get to strut. Baseball players don't casually. Strut, or they do a little jog. Yeah. If it is a home run that goes outside of the bounds of field of play. Mm-hmm. So if it goes into the stands. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's getting that ball. Right. So you just can jog around the bases. You can get an inside the park home run. Mm. Which is you hit it far enough in a certain area that nobody was there. They have to run, get it, throw it to the infield to try to get you out. That is more rare because you have to be so fast to do it. What you're thinking of maybe is a grand slam home run. Mm -hmm. Well, if you hit a home run and somebody else is on a base, then everybody gets to come home. Right, if it goes outside the park. Grand slam is if there are players on every base, first, second, and third. Okay. And you hit a home run in the batter's box. That means you get four runs because counting you, that is four people that go around the bases and come home. Okay. That was very <laughs> And I don't <laughs> think okay I understood it. That okay was so sober. It's that, very exciting. That, that Grand, okay was... Okay. Grand Slam home run, very exciting. Does it happen often in baseball? Uh, Not super often, but it does happen. Okay. Like it's not, it won't happen like once a game, but it can happen fairly often, yeah. Mm. Okay, what else? What else? Well, first of all, why baseball? What do you love about baseball? Here's what I love about baseball, and here's my, you'll pardon the expression, pitch to you guys. <laughs> I won't. I'm just learning this. Baseball. <laughs> you know what? I respect I that. I respect that. <laughs> Don't tell me. Don't tell me what to pardon. Baseball, what I love about baseball is it's one of the least aggressive sports that is still a sport. Mm. Golf, I guess. But golf is yeah. boring as shit. <laughs> right, because like, football is killing people. Football is yeah. too much. We know football yeah. is bad, yeah. Yes. It scrambles people's brains, yeah. and we're still doing it. Like, the Awful. science is in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, eh, but people like it. What are yeah. you going to It's a slippery slope. Golf is not yeah. a sport. It's a hobby. I'm almost willing to 100% agree with you. Okay. Mm. I will say that it, it does not need special clothes. <laughs> if you can wear the same clothes to a TGI Fridays or a hula hands <laughs> that you can wear to play the sport, then it's not a sport. It's not a sport. Then you don't need those clothes. Yes. Um, but baseball is, it's a slower sport, even though they make attempts to speed it up. They adjust the rules often because they're worried about people not watching it. And they think, if it's faster, we'll get more people to watch oh, it. Interesting. Ah. But 
Honestly, what's preventing people from watching it is that they're making it difficult for people to watch. Like, you have to have a special cable package, and the games themselves to go in person are pretty expensive, even for the cheap seats. All the shit that you buy there is ridiculously marked up. So it's Mm -hmm. like, that might have something to do with it. Mm. But it is a slower game because the pitcher takes his time to figure out what he wants to throw. The catcher and the pitcher are communicating through signals of what you should do. Their Different, fingers are down near yes. the crotch. It's like straight voguing in And a I way. will tell you, <laughs> straight that voguing. Is stra- straight like, voguing is a catcher <laughs> signaling to a cat, pitcher. Cat, yeah. cat, 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 cat. Foul ball, First right? inning, out, uh, swing, hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, catch, the ball. <laughs> Safe. I have to admit, I'm just looking at that player's bulge Ooh, when they're doing sure. that. Bulge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're a bulge He's calling boy. attention to it. Oh, you're a bulge boy. Mm-hmm. I am oh, a bulge boy. Oh, I see boy. what's going on here. You're a bulge boy. <laughs> I self-identify. You're not a bulge boy? No, I'm a butt boy. It's a real oh. It's a real tease because his hand is almost completely covering the bulge. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. So he's like, look down here. Oh. Yeah, Wouldn't yeah. you like to see what's going on? <laughs> right, right, right. Behind my dancing fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a bit of edging. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's another thing that's great about baseball as a sport. Mm-hmm. I'm not an expert in baseball, mm-hmm. and you don't need to be because the the gameplay of baseball is very simple and very easy to grasp. It does have, like all sports do, a few arcane rules, but they don't come into play that often. The most common ones that do, you pick up on very easily. Okay. It's an extremely easy game to get into. Okay. You know, you say that as a heterosexual man, but I will say that I did go to a baseball game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one time, a Dodgers game. Wow. Dodgers is a baseball team. Yes. We're Um, mad at them right now, but yes, keep going. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're mad at them. Oh, yes. That was weak. Well, they they infiltrated our space. mm, No. Lame. Not supporting Um, them right now. We don't like them. But uh, I went to a Dodgers game only because I got free tickets for like all you can eat hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) So I got one of those seats where like you can eat hot dogs. One of those seats? There's seats that are like unlimited hot dogs. Yes, it's a thing. So, you know, I got (laughs) hot dogs. to me. Well, yeah, yeah, wait, good. Okay, seats, good. certain seats, like, do people know before they get there? I think they were seats where you could Which, have unlimited hot dogs. I think you just went to a game with a feeder. That's what it, I don't, I don't think there's such a thing. What's a feeder? You know, someone, <laughs> I don't, this is a new term for me. A feeder. A feeder's a educated, thing. Educated, educated. And not even, not, not even just a solely queer thing. Feeders are people who, like, Get a either romantic or sexual gratification mm-hmm. from feeding their partner. Yeah, so like I'm nice and full all the time. Yes, you're constantly feeding them. Yes, yeah. it's a thing. It's and a thing. Obviously, it's, a thing. it's like a weird thing of like this is destructive, right? This could be destructive. It also feels like it defeats the purpose because it's like you might be ready for sex, but then the other person is like, yeah. no, yeah, no way. You made me eat a Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes it's like. That's the thing that turns them on is like, yeah. I'm feeding you. Yes. Enjoy all this. So maybe I did go with you the feeder. You went with the feeder. But Who I was like and eating. Said, oh, you're in a free hot dog chair. <laughs> yeah. You're in eat, the all eat, hot eat dog, dog chair. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it does eat, sound like Papa, you look, eat. It does sound like you looked under your chair and it was like, oh, you won. <laughs> you get all the hot dogs. <laughs> it's sounding really it's like sketchy. scrawled in pencil. Don't look at this paper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I went and I was like having a good time like talking with my friends. And I was like, when is the game going to start? Mm-hmm. The game was 40 minutes in. Yeah. 
I had no idea the game yeah. started. Yes, yes. It is really that sort of yeah. slow. Absolutely, yeah. You can get a lot done during a baseball game and still follow what's going on. But, like, what? <laughs> I don't understand why it's such a... It is America's pastime, isn't it? Allegedly. Yes. Why? Well, it was dubbed America's pastime at a time when it probably was, but I don't mm. think that it is anymore. I think people are... Honestly, I would probably say basketball is number one right now. Maybe football, but people love basketball. I've been to one professional basketball game, and I could see getting into it because it's very fast-paced. Mm. It is exciting, you know, and it's like there's such a limited amount of stuff that happens, mm-hmm. but it's happening very quickly, and you know what they're trying to do. You always know what they're trying to do. Right. So it's probably the easiest sport to get into, basketball. Here's my question. Why have baseball players not been able... Because there's not like a cult of personality around baseball players. That's not true. Am I wrong? Not anymore. There used to be. Okay. There used Babe to Ruth? be. Who were like, oh, okay, okay, of course. Yeah. Hello? Um, Ken... Mickey Mantle? Griffey? Griffith? Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey yeah. Jr. Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry. Mm-hmm. Um, this is good. Uh, Sammy Sosa. That's right. Oh, yeah. A-Rod. Mi- A-Rod. Mr. Jennifer Lopez. Well, not anymore. A- Ex-Mr. Jennifer Lopez. That's right. It's very hard to remember if they're married or not. Isn't that wild? And then, and then I will think about it, and then it's like, all right, Ben Affleck. Right. And, and then I remember yeah. Again? he came back. Yeah, This is he a gay back. sidebar, but the fact that she brought A-Rod to Biden's inauguration and then dropped his ass like a week later is very cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you the heart wants what it wants, and she wants to be engaged, and she wants to be married. <laughs> yes, yes. She gets mar- she she's wants. married for a while, and then she's like, "I miss being engaged." That, and then yes. she wants to go back to being that, engaged. That's her kink. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's her so pastime. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's her feeder. Yeah. <laughs> and look, luckily. She's just fucking with rich people. You know what yes, I mean? That's true. So it's like nobody's being left with nothing going on. That's cool. <laughs> it's yeah, people that have already have their own careers. Yeah. Right. So like they have something to focus on. Yeah. She doesn't do backup dancers anymore. <laughs> anymore. She did try it. Anymore. She tried it. She dipped that's into right. it. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> she needs to do a reality TV show is what she needs she to does. do. She let's, does. Let's have her on The Bachelorette. That would be fun. That would be amazing. Um, Wait, so who was the baseball player who married Marilyn Monroe? Oh. Oh, Joe DiMaggio. Joe yes. DiMaggio. Yeah. And he was a huge personality. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I would say it's probably in the era of the 2000s is when baseball players started to drop off as famous entities. And right. And now mm. I think it's... God, like, who's the most... I'm trying to think of, like, who is a baseball player that everybody would know who it is. Otani's probably the most Ohtani. famous baseball player right now. But even then, I don't know... Why is he famous? He's he's a phenomenal player. Oh, because he's good? Yeah, because <laughs> he's good. He's not like a Dennis Rodman. You know what I mean? He's not yeah. like a person... Is he, like, famous right. because he's, like, But crazy? he's also... He's, he's a rare pitcher that can also hit. Oh. Um, which makes him an exciting player. For the Angels? Yeah. Wait a second, there's a team called the Angels. Yeah. Angels in the outfield. That's correct. Is that this? Yeah, well, yeah, it's connected to that. I have not seen the movie, but I do believe it is connected to right. the Los Angeles Angels at Anaheim. Can we They're see from LA? pictures of him? I'm trying to see how bay he is. LOL. He's pretty cute. Let me see. Do I live? The, God. Oh, these pictures are always the worst. The official pictures of the players right. are. Fu- I don't know why. This looks bad. Yeah, but I don't like that. Fucking oh my terrible. God, he's actually Bay. Well, yeah, this like picture right there. Oh, look at him with the hat off. Look at that, the one on the left. Yeah, the smile. No, down, 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 down. Oh yeah, down. That one, that one, that one. That one's pretty good. Look at that jaw. Oh. That's good. Can we how go to him he? smiling? Can we find out how tall he is? We're really making the segment gay. So Shohei Otani is listed at six foot four. Wow. Right. 
And guys, there's more where that came from. You know? <laughs> what do you mean? Are baseball more, players more tall sexy? typically? There's a lot of tall players right now. Why? I don't know, but there are. Pitchers are there a lot of short times players? Are, pitchers a lot of times are tall. There are some short players. Yeah. Okay, because this, this is a sport where there. you can be short. Yeah, can you be a yeah. short king yeah, yeah, in yeah, baseball? Yeah. It, does, it does help to be tall, to run bases quickly. Oh, that makes um, sense. To throw, especially for pitchers, mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. good velocity with throwing, and outfielders, of course. And also to get people out faster. Right. If you can reach them before uh, they get to the base, you yeah. tag them out. Okay. Um, you know, it helps to be like a little improv, longer. you can tag them out? That's right. And do a different play? But they don't get to come back. <laughs> oh my well, God. I mean, they okay. do later <laughs> in the game. Jose Altuve is five foot six. Okay. Oh, I'm a fan oh, of him. Oh, short king. But guess what? Yeah. I love short He's kings. He's a fucking filthy cheater, so you cannot oh, like I him. Oh, I can't like Why? him. Why? Talk to me. You, you most, most of the current Astro team you cannot like because they are despicable. He does look like he, Are I they the villains of baseball? Huh? Yes, they Why? are. Why? What did they do? They famously stole the World Series from the Dodgers 20... God, what was it? 2019? I'm trying to remember. Oh, my God. It was right drama. before... It was before the pandemic. It, we found Ooh. out later that they were cheating. They were sending signals to each other because they had the game on fucking TV <laughs> in, the, in the locker and so room. So they were looking at what the pitcher was yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got they it. knew the signals and they were signaling each other, signaling the batter. And so I'm trying to remember the name of the pitcher. He is now on the Padres. This is drama. Okay, we're, uh, we're back uh, in because this is drama. Great pitcher who, Darvish you and he must have thought he was losing his mind. Mm. And everybody blamed him for losing the series. Oh, no. Whoa. Because they knew his signals, and so they were signaling each other. They were getting hits off of him, no matter what he threw. And then was there justice, or it was like, ugh, it's, it's too late now? There was now. no justice. There right. Was no justice. They never fully admitted that they did it. Right. It was proven. Like There was like side-by-side comparisons. There was like... Listen when they're banging on the side of the dugout when this pitch happens every wow. time. Yeah. So that the players know, the Astros knew. Wow. So when they won last year against the Phillies, that sucked even more for me because the Dodgers and the Phillies are my teams. I see. Because I'm from Philadelphia, but I've lived here since 1994, so I yeah. root for both of those teams. And it sucked because it was a lot of the same players from that cheating year it really sucked. And they were gloating like, you can't say we didn't win it fair and square now. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but you're still the same fucking guys who cheated, so fuck you. Ooh. Wow. I love that. I love yeah. that. It sucked. This is good drama. Okay, this there gets he is. Me Look at that guy. He's also very cute. He's also very cute. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of cuties. Cute baseball He's players a tall drink of water. Yeah. A lot of cuties. Now imagine this poor baby boy, and they're all like children. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is funny to be it's like, like, oh, right. It's so weird to remember because you grow up with the idea of like professional athletes being men. Yeah. Because right. you're a little kid. Right. And then they always stay kind of fixed in your mind as men. And then you find out like they're in their 20s, you know, because you can't. Do it for that long. Right. You know, like you're but, an old man if you're playing at 40. Yeah. But also, like, back in the 70s and 80s, there were some, like, old baseball players playing. Because I remember I used to have the trading cards. And yeah. maybe I was just, like, really young. But, like, there were some, like, big boys. There was a couple, like, Raleigh Fingers was a guy who played well into his Not fingers. Age. Raleigh Fingers. Not fingers. And he had a curly mustache, handlebar mustache. That's not a real person. Look at him! Yeah. That's goofy as hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's so funny how interchangeable that face is with I know. any gay porn. Yeah. Like, you could just put that right into any gay porn. Oh, my God. Work. He's still curling that mustache. Yeah. Wow. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? The A's is one of my favorite color schemes. Okay. There's a lot of fun accessorizing to be had in baseball. Yeah. Wow. And you're you're make, wearing part of the color scheme right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. They make fucking everything now. It's not just hats and jerseys anymore. Yeah. Like they make everything. What else do they make? Oh, there's all kinds of uh, shirts, pants, any Damn. kind of accessory you can think of. Interesting. You know, with with the colors on it, with the logo. And there's a lot of good logos out there. Do you have any Phillies merch? Yeah, I do. What yeah. do you have? Okay. I have a lot of Phillies caps Okay. that I will wear during baseball season. I will only wear a Phillies cap and T-shirts that I wear, like if I go to a game, watch a game. That I wear there's because there is also a lot of superstition in baseball. I'm not a superstitious person, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but I get sucked in to superstition with baseball. What's a superstition? What, what's it's it like, is- oh, they won when I'm wearing this shirt. It was a crucial game. I have uh, to keep wearing this shirt oh every time my they play. God. Right. Yeah. Like a lucky yeah, jock yeah. strap. They wear jock the, straps. Oh, right? yeah. The, the players are very superstitious. There'll be guys that like won't change their socks if they're on right. a winning streak and stuff like that. You know, they're very superstitious. Yeah. I have never seen you in a t shirt. And God willing, you never will. <laughs> so you say you worked. I'm like, I don't believe it. I don't I, believe I, it. A baseball hat? Yeah, that would PFT be shocking. a baseball hat? That would be unsettling. <laughs> Rue never. <laughs> Rue never. PFT in a t-shirt, calmly watching Mrs. Doubtfire. I could not believe it. <laughs> we're sort of rounding the corner on this straight Are you saying lesson. we're rounding third? We're out. Oh, yes, we're heading oh for God, home. You're turning straight. Ew, ew, ew. ew we're heading for. Ew, you're turning. Ew, ew. <laughs> we're about to ah, head what? home. No, this is my best straight voice. Honestly, this is my best straight voice. Okay, okay. Ready? yeah. What's up, PFT? Hi, <laughs> Mono. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing solid. What's up, man? I'm doing really solid, honestly. Um, got a lot of irons watch. in the fire. Anything. Classic straight. Classic phrase. straight. So before we let you go, irons in the fire. Got a lot of irons in the fire. Do you want to do one really quick? Blacksmith. Okay. <clears throat> do it, PFT. Oscar, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? How's it going, man? Good. How you been? Good. Good. Got a lot of irons in the fire. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no straighter phrase. There's no straighter phrase. <laughs> There's no straighter phrase. You can't say that if you're queer. You die. <laughs> what, is, what is the queer version of Irons in the Fire? What would you say to denote that feeling? Uh, like there's a lot of drama. I have, I'm a drama right now. My life is drama right now. Juggling a lot of balls. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So I was going to ask you, PFT, to put you on the spot. We talked about straight culture. What's your favorite thing about gay culture? Oh, man. I think the iconography, the... I was thinking about this the other day 
like the performers and I guess non-performers too that are elevated to queer icon status. Mm. And some people it's like, I totally get that. And then other people, there is a bit more of a story behind it of why. And like the Wizard of Oz, like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, obviously there's the Judy Garland thing, but then why does that, why is that story so resonant? And I remember talking with, I used to do this podcast called the Dead Authors Podcast, Mm -hmm. where I would have people on, improvisers on, to portray a famous dead author, and I would interview them in character. And I had my friend Chris Tallman played L. Frank Baum, the author of um, The Wizard of Oz, and I would get questions from the audience, and one of the questions was, why do you think the... This this story is so resonant with uh, with gay culture, and he came up with something I'd never thought about before, and I thought it was really and I I can't I'm not going to say that this is the definitive reason, but it made a lot of sense to me, and it honestly it like choked me up in the moment, and I had to like carry on in the show that it's a story about various people thinking there was something wrong with them, mm-hmm. and then they find out at the end of the story. There's nothing wrong with them. They were perfect the way they were. They did not have to look for something to change them. They were absolutely fine, and they had always been fine. And I know that's just like a tiny aspect of that story, but it hit me really hard. Mm -hmm. It hit me really hard, and I was like, that's really beautiful. I know that on top of it, there's all these other things associated with Judy Garland, there's also like the camp aspect of everything. But I was thinking about like Madonna, that I know when I was a kid, I remember when Madonna came on the scene and how much she meant to the girls that I knew in my life. And then as I got older, finding out that she was an icon to so many gay men. And like with girls, I understood it was because... She was very, like, non-apologetic. She's like, here's who I am. If I want to be sexy, I'll be sexy. It's not any of your business Mm -hmm. what I do with who I am. Mm -hmm. And I guess I can see the parallels, but I I think I didn't quite know why she is so iconic to Mm -hmm. queer men. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think you're hitting the nail on the head of, like, yeah, that's, like, it's, I think, like, obviously- Is it, like, like the same, essentially the same idea of, like- I think, I think Unapologetically, so. this is who I am. Yes, and I think, like, sometimes we as, because, obviously, queer men, I mean, obviously all queer people, but queer men, you know, we, we live in shame of our feminine qualities, mm-hmm. so then when you get to see someone, like, being, like- really extra feminine and really embraced in their form kind yeah. of right and I'm like, not going to hide yeah as- I'm not going to hide an aspect of me that is an aspect of me just like any other aspect of me right so why should I why should I tamp this down when it's a part of me and yeah who the fuck who the fuck are you to tell me? And that's why I think there's such a symbiotic relationship between gay men and women. Obviously, it's because, like, obviously, gay men admire the feminine, like, being comfortable in their feminine form. We admire that the from power. women. And I think women, ad- frankly, admire that gay men, as men, have privilege to take power mm-hmm. in spaces that women can't. Yeah. So it's a really, like, symbiotic, like... Maybe we're more powerful together, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And each one knowing the strength that you have to have with your role in current society. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what it is like for kids now growing up, because I do feel like it's in some places it's a little better than mm-hmm. it was when we were younger. I mean, we live in a place where you can't judge it by LA. 
You right. Know, when you no, hear when right. you hear stories of your friends with kids and right. you know what, but it's like I don't know if they could have done that where I grew up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. To say that like to generalize like oh it's getting better it would be incorrect I think. But I think from where we were in the 90s to where we are today there is at least awareness. Yeah. of Oh, that like gay people can exist outside in like the bigger cities. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's not so bad, you yes. know. Yeah, um, we didn't have that growing up. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? Absolutely, everything was fed to us. Like we were talking about earlier, like this is what gay people should look like. This is the mm-hmm. this is how they act. This is the way they feel. But now, because of the internet, it's like, oh, there's a giant scope. It's a spectrum right. of queerness, yeah. and not just a binary. Of queerness, and queer people cool. are it's 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 hard. I mean, because now the pushback is queer people want to live their lives fully authentically. Mm-hmm. Or I think like even us in the late '90s, early aughts, it was like you can exist if you're happy with living at In this level. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And now queer people are finally like, well, I, no, I don't want just that. Yeah. I want my whole life to mm-hmm. be, you know, as rich as you're allowed to have. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was beautiful. I really love that Wizard of Oz moment too. That's really beautiful. You know what? That's that's called a grand slam right there. Ooh. <laughs> I'm learning. Oscar, you're learning. I'm learning. <laughs> No strikes, you're in, Paul. That's right. No three strikes. None of them. Paul, before we go, what can we plug? What do you want to plug? I'm glad you asked. First of all, I think you could still find bajillion dollar properties online. (laughs) On Pluto, on Amazon. Love Uh, that. Mono and I got to work together quite a bit on that show, and it was (laughs) always so much fun. Um, You did. I never saw season four. That's probably Season four is really good. Yeah. But I also do uh, I do a live show called Varietopia, which is a modern variety show, comedy, music, other stuff. Um, it's my favorite thing to do. I do it every other month here in town and every other month on the road this year. And the next one in L.A. is July 9th at Lodroom. That's Sunday. And then the next one out of town is August 26th at the Aladdin Theater in Portland. Go to pauliftompkins.com slash live and you can get your ticket links. Work. Beautiful. Work. 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 Yeah, better work, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being a guest here. Thank it's you, Paul. So- I love you guys. Thanks we for love you. Me. We what love you so much. Always fun to talk with you. Oh, uh, I think you just beat Gabrus. I think you just beat Gabrus. <laughs> I think you might have been number one. <laughs> well, till next time. Bye. <laughs> the Try Gaze is hosted by Manu Agapian and Oscar Montoya. Our producers are Cassie Jerkins and Judith Cargbo. Our production coordinator is Abby Aguilar, and our audio engineer is Alex Gonzalez. This is an Earwolf Presents production. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you made it all the way to the end, you're a beautiful person. If you're not hearing this voice, go to hell. Earwolf Presents is produced by Earwolf, Amelia Chapelo, and Cody Fisher. And of course, podcast daddy Colin Anderson himself. The Earwolf Presents series is hosted by the one and only myself, Jaquez Neal. And our theme music was engineered and sung by the amazing Jordan Duffy. Special thanks and shout outs to Jeff Gross and Aaron Nestor. And for more information on Earwolf Presents, visit Earwolf.com and follow us at Earwolf on all social platforms. Ow, ow, ow. 
Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.